Business bottlenecks are like flat tires. They slow you down and happen at the worst times. Nobody likes them. What are the common business bottlenecks and what can you do to avoid them? When we come back, we'll find out. This is Business Confidential Now with Hannah Hassel-Kelchner, helping you see business issues hiding in plain view that matter to your bottom line. Welcome to Business Confidential Now, the weekly podcast for smart executives, managers, and entrepreneurs looking to improve their business performance and bottom line. I'm your host, Hannah Hassel-Kelchner, and I've got an amazing guest for you today. He's Laurent Notin. Laurent is an entrepreneur coach, startup mentor, and host of the podcast, Interviews, Cracking the Entrepreneurial Code. He's a French national who left France at 23, spent 20 years in Southeast Asia before relocating to Finland, and whose professional background is in market research and advertising, where he ran a seven-figure business across three countries. What a tremendous experience. Today, he helps entrepreneurs deal with the biggest risk they face, business bottlenecks. So how perfect is that for today's topic? Let's bring him on now. Welcome to Business Confidential Now, Laurent. Hello. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. It's always interesting to get different perspectives. And, you know, business bottlenecks is such an interesting way of framing the entrepreneurial challenges that new business owners and even existing small business owners face. In your experience, yes. what are the two or three biggest business bottlenecks entrepreneurs experience? You know, it's interesting, uh, the bottlenecks, because they can happen at any time and several times throughout your entrepreneurial journey. You know, it doesn't matter if you have, uh, if you're a new entrepreneur, if you're an experienced entrepreneur, you will always face a bottleneck and you will always be the bottleneck in your business at one point. The three most common bottlenecks that identified uh, are the first one is kind of the the most popular, <laughs> quote unquote. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's it's when you are lost into details. You know, as an entrepreneur, it's very easy to do everything, right? Because there are so many things to do. You have a lot of decisions to make. You have to bear a lot of pressure. You have to make sure your clients are happy. You have to make sure your people are happy. You have to make sure that your bottom line looks good. And so at the end of the day, you kind of tend to be able to make sure that everything is fine, you want to control everything. But this is when you get your head stuck into the details, into all those things that you shouldn't be doing. So, you know, for example, oh, why is this uh, client not replying to the proposal that was sent three days ago by my staff? Okay, let me call the client. Or why is the digital marketing not working as per my expectation? Or let me call the agency. Right, so that's the number one, being lost into details. Number two is what I call a lack of clarity. A lot of entrepreneurs, and I've seen that across, you know, seniority, they always know why they start the business most of the time. But at one point, they may find themselves misaligned with uh, their sense of purpose. And when that happens, they lose clarity of direction. They're not sure if they sh what they should be doing. They're not sure they should go left or right. They're not sure at the end of the day why they are doing the things that they are doing. And that's very important because when you have clarity, you know exactly what needs to be done. You know where you want to go and you cannot, you're able to find out how you're going to get there. 
And the last one that I have identified is when entrepreneurs don't let go. If everything goes fine throughout your entrepreneurial journey, we're going to start from an ideal paper to something that grows beyond yourself. You will go to different stages. You will go from doing everything yourself to building something, building an organization that will do it for you in theory. But to be able to do that, you must make sure that your role evolves as the company grows. Your role cannot evolve if you don't let go. To give you an example of typical things that you should let go is when you start hiring leaders. I've seen many, many times entrepreneurs hiring their first leaders, building a leadership team, but not empowering those leaders with decision-making. And at the end of the day, all the decisions go through the entrepreneur. So what is the point of hiring leaders and not giving them the authority to make decisions by themselves? That's a good point. That's a good point. Now, you mentioned before that one of the bottlenecks is getting lost in the details, trying to control mm-hmm. everything, all right? What advice do you have for someone who is trying to let go, but the people they delegate to, it seems, are making mistakes? At what point right. do you let them kind of like keep going before you jump in and say, no, this is wrong? You know, here's how we do it. Here's how it should be done because of X, Y, Z. What advice do you have for that? You know, when you think about the people you want to hire, what we see a lot in the newspapers, the magazines, the online job announcements are announcements that focus a lot on technical skills, right? Right. So if you want a digital marketer, you're going to want someone with a lot of experience in digital marketing. Makes sense. But if you ask someone the question, think about the ideal candidate, 80% of the answers that person or the group of people you ask that question, 80% of the answer they will give you is based on soft skills, attitude, and behavior, because you want to make sure that you are able to work with that person, the future uh, recruit, and technical skills will come after. So the first thing is about when you want to recruit someone, make sure that instead of focusing on your technical skills, focus on attitude and behaviors. Make sure that you recruit someone that will be aligned with your values, who will understand your purpose, someone you will be able to work with over the long term. Because attitude, behavior are very difficult to be taught. Sometimes they can't be taught, right? Technical skills can be. So that is the first thing I would, I would say, recruitment. Now, if you already have the people, ask yourself the question, are they the right people? By that, I mean, do they have the right attitude and behaviors? And then do they have the right skills? If they are the right people, maybe they're not doing the right job. Yes, so maybe you should consider giving them some other responsibilities. I think in terms of what are they very good at, 
What are their strengths? What makes them happy? What will keep them engaged to find out if you can give them all the responsibilities. But if you don't have the right people, and if they're not doing those things that they're supposed to be doing, or if you cannot find anything else for them, at one point, if they're not performing as per your expectation, you have to let them go. It's very, 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 very important. You know, I'm sure you have heard the saying, a recruit slow and, and fire fast. Yes. It is true. But take as much time as you need to find the right people. But once, once you have some difficulties with them, they're not performing as per your expectation. They're not delivering on their, whatever their KPIs are. You've been talking to them. You've been coaching them. But nothing changes. Let them go. That's hard to do sometimes. You know, it's interesting. It is very these uh, three bottlenecks that you've described, I can imagine some people say, yeah, that, that makes sense. But when you're in the middle of the hurricane, in the middle of the tornado, so to speak, how does somebody realize that they have these bottlenecks? <laughs> yeah, this is, this is the, 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 the one million dollar question. <laughs> Yay, <laughs> I won. <laughs> <laughs> It's so difficult. This, the thing is, most of the, the people I talk to, most of the clients or potential clients, entrepreneurs I talk to, they know. They know that it could be done better, but somehow they do not act. I can give you an example. Please, uh, One yes. of my former clients, he's been working with his uh, director for seven or eight years. And he reached out to me because he was wondering what he should be doing with him. We were talking about you know, staff performance. That's an example of him having seen changes in his director, his director not performing as he used to do. And that was you know, around COVID. So he thought maybe you know, COVID had played a role there. But he was seeing that, but he was not doing anything about it because he was thinking about his director. He was like, yeah, but what if he could, it's just like, you know, just a, a bad period of his time. Maybe it's due to COVID. He will go back, you know, he will come back to who, who he used to be. What if that, but what if, you know, he really wants to work and he's asked to let go, what is the impact on him, right? So all these entrepreneurs, they have some sort of questions like, what if, what if, what if, what if? But those what ifs don't have any answers. But deep down inside them, they know what they should be doing. But sometimes they are stuck. That's when they become the bottleneck. And they cannot act without the guidance of someone, someone like myself or a mentor. So are they just afraid or they, they need some, a sounding board, like you're saying, a mentor, somebody that they can talk to to say, no, you know what, Laurent, you're right. Your, your gut is telling you the correct thing. This is not improving. And, you know, maybe you've had conversations and you see that this person really has changed. Their interests are not aligned as closely with your purpose uh, as you'd like it to be. Yeah, it can be that. As you said, they can be afraid. They can be afraid of the consequences of their action. Right. They can be unsure of what actions to take. They may feel isolated. You know, you hear a lot of entrepreneurs saying, I'm alone. And so it could be like a moment like this. They can be having also, you know, a fight with their own ego, saying, oh, 
it's okay, you know, I know what I'm doing. I'm an entrepreneur. You know, as an entrepreneur, you must have an ego because it's, this journey is so tough. But sometimes that ego gets on your way. So, you know, that ego may be there telling them, you're going to find a solution. You know what you're doing. It's absolutely fine. And they won't sit on it. And they can maybe reach out to wrong people without the experience that they have themselves. So there are a lot of different elements here at, at play. Maybe also, you know, they've never had the experience before. So they have nothing to compare with. Well, there's a lot of reasons why it could happen. But yeah. it, when somebody does realize, hey, I'm stuck, you know, yes. uh, something's not working right. What's the first thing that they should do in order to get unstuck? <laughs> It's a great question. If you're stuck, the first thing that you should be doing is to realize that you're stuck. And we just talk about it, right? Right. Just acknowledge that you are stuck. It's okay to be stuck. It happens to the best of us. You know, one of my clients recently with all this business, actually, last October, when we started working together like two years ago, he was stuck because he was lacking clarity of direction. You know, and the guy is very successful. You know, I have nothing to teach him when it comes to business, but he was stuck. So it can happen at any time. What he did is that he realized that he was stuck. He acknowledged that was the first thing. Realize that you're stuck. Accept that you're stuck, but also consider that there are solutions out there. And to be able to consider solutions, that there are solutions out there, you need to take a step back, really, like. Get away from your problems. Get away from the bottlenecks. You know, take as much time as you need to clear your mind. It's very, 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 very important. You know, I was talking about this um, bottleneck of being lost into details. But one of the reasons that you, you lost into details, it's because you never take that step back. So you're always working like in your business rather than working on your business. So what you need to do is to take that helicopter view, you know, to go as high as you can so you can have like a holistic view of what is happening. Then try to understand what brought you into where you are now, into the situation that you are locked into. You know, what were the patterns that brought you in? And from there, try to figure out the patterns that could take you out of that. Okay. Well, that's very helpful for trying to help us to get out of it. Now, let me flip that around. Is there a way to anticipate bottlenecks? <laughs> I wasn't going to say that's going to make this easy for you, Laurent. You know, I mean, bottlenecks no, no, it's is, a it's, great question. is big. It's big. With experience, of course, there is a way. With experience, you will learn to not repeat your mistakes. One of the best ways is not to stay by yourself. Again, as I said before, I hear a lot of entrepreneurs say, you know, I, I'm alone. But let me tell you, you are not alone. Because a lot of people have walked the path before you. So one of the best ways to anticipate the bottlenecks is to go to people who have the experience, who can tell you what will happen or what may happen if you take that or that decision. If you go to the left or if you go to the right, you can reach out to mentors. You can reach out to coaches like myself. You can reach out to, you know, 
experts in their field, many, many types of people you can reach out to, but don't stay isolated. Another way of anticipating the bottleneck is to get training. One of the reasons why we experience bottlenecks is because we don't have the right training, the right skills. I'll give you a basic example, financial management. There are so many entrepreneurs out there who have no clue about the basic of finance. But the problem is, as an entrepreneur, your number one priority is cash, for instance. And by cash, I mean the cash flow, but also, I mean, you know, how to manage cash, how to make sure that you always have a good runaway of cash in front of you. That ability to manage cash can be taught. You can be trained about financial management. But if you're not doing it, if you don't learn it, then quickly you will become the bottleneck because of a lack of cash flow and you cannot do anything about it and you have not anticipated it. Very good. So if I'm reading between the lines here, Mm -hmm. what you're saying is there's no shame to being stuck. Not only there is no shame, but it's, I guarantee 100% that you will be stuck. Okay. So, so, so better it's to, okay. Better to accept it. <laughs> it's okay. You haven't lived until you've been stuck. Okay. <laughs> I understand. All right. One, one know, last question. Have- I am curious about, you know, fine, we understand that we need to get over our egos and, all right, I'm stuck, I'm stuck, I'm stuck. Mm. What to do about it? Yes, there are these options. How do I find the best person to confide in? Because really, when when somebody is stuck in their business, yes, they have this image and this reputation as maybe being a very successful entrepreneur, but and, and people see that and they're like, oh, no, it can't happen to you. You get over yourself, but basically you're doing an open kimono with somebody to mm-hmm. confide with them and, and maybe share some of your fears and certainly where you're stuck and you need some help in, in figuring something out. How do you recommend somebody go about finding the right coach, the right mentor, the right kind of of group to be a part of so that they can trust that person and also know that they have the experience to truly help them? Let me flip the question. Do you have a mentor or a coach? Um, Yes, in a way. That's true. Yes. How did you select that person? (laughs) You're flipping a question on me here. Of course, of course I am. (laughs) I'll tell you something. There are some people that I've confided in that were a huge mistake. People that I've trusted who've betrayed that trust. And it has been a painful learning curve in certain situations that, you know, you, you trust them to take care of X, Y, Z, and they fall short and it sets you back. You know, it happens. It's like, two steps forward, a half a step back. So I don't know what a good answer is. That's why I'm asking mm. you. This is your business. <laughs> yes, but what you said is really, it's really important because if you reach out to a coach, for instance, you have to understand that coaching is really about long-term results, right? It's not like something that is going to fix you overnight, you really think in terms of six months, one year, sometimes even longer than that. I recently was talking to a client whom I coached two years ago. And based on those discussions that we had two years ago, 
he recently made the decision to close down his company, reopen a new, a new company with new staff, and he got immediately funded by investors. And that took him two years of process. And of course, it's not, it's not only because of the, of the coaching conversation that we had. But what I mean is long-term results. So when you reach out to a coach, you need to really be thinking in terms of, again, long-term results. I am going to spend time with that person over the next six months, one year. I want to make sure that it is the right person for me. Now, most of the coaches, they offer free calls or free coaching discovery session. Use those. It's absolutely free. What do you have to lose? You know, apart from nothing, even even better, you may certainly win something out of it. Think in terms of, you know, assess the type of questions they ask you. Are those questions challenging you? Or you don't feel any purpose, any structure behind the questions? What is the coach saying? What are the values of this coach? Ask about them. What are the uncompromising principles? What do they abide by? Do not hesitate to also check out their references. So one thing that I do, for instance, with, with potential clients when they ask, is that I hook them up with past clients. So I got my, my former clients or my current clients doing the talking for me, and then they can you know, ask whatever questions they, they want to that are relevant to them. And I will not know what is happening. Yeah. Also, you know, simple things like, do you prefer men or do you prefer women? It is very important because men and women have different sensitivities. Do you want someone who has the same experience as you do? But for instance, myself, I am an entrepreneur coach because I speak the same language as entrepreneurs. I have learned a thing or two about entrepreneurship. I keep myself educated about entrepreneurship through my podcast, for instance. I would never be a life coach because I have nothing to tell you about life coaching. My life is a little bit more a mess than my business, you know? So it's really about like making a list of questions is what I would advise. Make a list of questions before you go and talk to coaches, to mentors, and don't hesitate to approach different people. And then also trust your feelings. Trust your emotional bound that you are connected with, with that person. I hope I answered your question. Yes, you did. Actually, thank you. This has all been very great. It's just an interesting perspective on bottlenecks and so many of the challenges that entrepreneurs face. I appreciate your time and all that you do to help entrepreneurs deal with those bottlenecks. And if you're listening and you'd like to know more about Laurent Nautin and his podcast, Interviews, Cracking the Entrepreneurship Code, that information as well as a transcript of this interview can be found at the show notes for this episode at businessconfidentialradio.com. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to tell your friends about the show and leave a positive review. We'll be back next Thursday with another episode of Business Confidential Now. So until then, have a great day and an even better tomorrow.